everybody to another episode of the Chat Footy Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host, I'm very good friend, he's Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chat Footy, and we are talking about the second day of the quarterfinals, Chris. Or, spoiler alert, the last day for England. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, we'll talk about Morocco and Portugal, obviously, but biggest show in town is or was England against France it was the moment that we've all been waiting for you and I were starting to become believers and then it all came crashing down so what do you reckon to how the match went it's it, it just felt like I was watching an England game from and you could pick at any England cup knockout game from the last 20 years Dave no matter what the team is how good they are the manager you knew how that was going to go. I even put it in our WhatsApp group dinner because I feel as I've seen this before. It is England DNA. Let's nose it up. Let's have loads of possession. We could have been clear by two or three goals. We don't get the breaks. The refs are cock. But for mm. me, I don't blame the ref. I don't... I, there was decisions there were, were disgraceful. But ultimately, we got two penalties. You know... It's the way it is. It's just England all over again. And I've, I just cannot understand how... And I'll let you talk about Trent, but like with Rashford, you've got Rashford there. He's got three goals. He's got more yeah. goals than anybody at this point before this game. Obviously, Kane scored and equaled it. Why? I, I wasn't rating Saka. And to be fair, he drew a penalty out of him. I wasn't mm. feeling it. Why the hell wouldn't you bring him on sooner? Inject that bit of pace because Saka's cutting inside all the time. Reminded me a lot of Anthony for United. Cutting inside, not really offering a lot. Great little thing for the goal, no problem there. And I saw a couple of people, like Arsenal fans, going, oh, Sack is the best player in England going to have for years. And I'm like, I don't get it. And that's mm. not because I'm biased, because Rash has been goddamn awful for the last two years. But in this tournament, he's looked like he's got something. Felt Foden yeah. played, which was good. You've been Grealish on 94 minutes. Why would you waste your own fucking injury time? What is Grealish going to do in that remaining injury time? That was the fucking stupidest decision of the night, I felt like. It just didn't make any sense. It's like we were winning and he was bringing him up. Trying to wind the clock down. I was like, this is what the Italians do when you're winning. We're not winning. We're losing. What did you think of the whole thing, Dave? Well, firstly, I I do think there were some ridiculous refereeing decisions, but I don't think it was out of any bias. I just think it was a bit incompetent. Like you say, we got two fucking penalties. You know, I've seen them, honestly, for Liverpool, like with the Mounts one, the second one, where things like that are just waved away. It's like, oh, no, no, it's shoulder to shoulder, even though he's like fucking barged him over from his back. You know, you can't do that shit. So, for me, it was the right decision to give a penalty there. The whole thing with Kane, uh, you know, he's outside the box for me, the way the way it looked. But, yeah, it felt a little bit kind of uh, predictable, the way it was going to go, you know, plucky England. And I tell you what bugs me out of everything, Chris. <laughs> I tweet about it this morning. This fucking narrative... I said about it yesterday. Oh, this young England side. Wait a minute. There are a few players that we have there. But fucking seven out of the the 11 starters, so the majority of the team, are like 28 and over. These are people who should be at their peak. You know, and then you've got fucking 
Henderson, I, I thought he did all right, you know. And again, I, I'll I'll be objective with Henderson. I know he plays for Liverpool, but you know sometimes he is shit. I thought he did all right, and he was he was doing a particular job, but uh, irrationally, or possibly irrationally, half irrationally, half uh, logically, the decision to put the focus on Kyle Walker because he's playing up against Mbappe. You know, and fuck me, we need some. We need Kyle Walker to save us, even though he gives us almost the square root of fuck all going forward. <laughs> He's fast, but so is Usain Bolt. And guess what? He didn't make it as a footballer either. So the decision <laughs> to leave on the bench for the entirety of the game, Trent Alexander-Arnold, who is always at the top of the fucking assist creation charts, you know, for the last five or six years... This guy has won, all right, won the Premier League once, been to three fucking Champions League finals, played against Mbappe several times and done all right, played against Messi and done all right. Oh, but he's put a foot wrong against fucking, I don't know, Leicester or something and conceded a goal. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a bit, a bit weak defensively. Fuck off, you needed a goal. Why the fuck did you leave Trent Alexander-Arnold? on the bench makes no sense to me at all (laughs) for me i would quite happily see southgate gone i think he does a brilliant job with the media i think he's very media savvy i think he generally says the right things but it's just this pragmatic choices I just can't fucking stand and I can't stand this narrative that it's like oh this young England side you fucking had young younger options there that you could have played alright Calvin Phillips he hasn't played much for City terrible decision to go to City for a start if you'd have played him instead of Henderson if you'd have played Alexander-Arnold instead of Kyle Walker Maybe I could buy it. Maybe this is the England side and the experience they get from this tournament puts us in good shape maybe for the next World Cup. But I'm not having it. Southgate has had the biggest um, set of riches since that so-called golden generation that Sven had. You know, the amount of attacking talent is unbelievable. So, yeah, I'm just... There's there's a there's a air of kind of uh, inevitability about the whole thing, but yeah, I'm not having this thing that like oh, you know, didn't England do well? No, I expect better with that crop of players. I, I agree, Dave. Morocco in the next round. Now, yeah. obviously they dicked Portugal, and it was a great defensive display. Portugal looked terrible. I shouldn't say this because he's a United legend. He is. I know he is. But just see Ronaldo after everything that he said about oh, the club so that good. I love. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, so he didn't play you either. Yeah. But it's okay because it's Portugal. But when it's United, because you were trying to fucking get out the club. And I saw that uh, Ten Hag had said yesterday. Because United have been beaten twice. That's in these two friends in Spain. And he, and he said that. Ronaldo said he wanted to go. And he said, I'll come back to you with a decision. And he came back to him and said, actually, I want to stay. And Tanag said, I want you part of the squad. I want you, you know, involved. Mm. You're massive. And he said, I am staying. He said, I've never had any problems with me. He just said, I'm staying. And then we get this whole interview, you know, about him. And it's yeah. like, he's just, he, he cannot accept that his fucking body is not doing what he wants it to. And that's it. You know what I mean? It's just, 
we, we said it a million times. So to see them go out, even though I've been a fuck, you see Bruno Fernandes' effort day, fucking Van Basten, like, mm. you, you see that one? Yeah, yeah. Cracking effort. But Morocco just looked like they had something about them, didn't they? And, you know, they got the goalkeeper's fault, but they, they defended well. They had rode the look a bit. I think if England had got past France, I think France are going to win it again. I just really do. I don't like, I don't want Argentina to win it. I really don't. Yeah, five or each way on France before the tournament started. Oh, <laughs> I said France as well, didn't I? <laughs> so they they've got to have uh, they've got to get through Morocco, obviously. And I do think Morocco, like you said, they had something about them yesterday. Played really well. I think through the whole tournament, they they've looked really good. We've got some cracking players there. Didn't expect them to uh, get past Portugal, but. Yeah, fucking hell. But you say about shit goalkeeping, Chris. Sorry to bring it back to England. What did you reckon to Pickford with that Tuchemi chance, the, the first goal for France? <laughs> Dave, look, we all know what they say about him. They say he's a T-Rex, don't he? He's got yeah. small arms. And that's... I know they said he saw it late, but I think any other keeper probably would have saved that. Or at least got a hand to knock it wide or something. It just... It, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just... I think they've been too forgiving. Even Harry Kane, like the shit that Saka and Rashford got and, and Sancho and that in the fucking summer, you know, last year for the Euros, no mm. one said anything about Kane, really. We saw a few memes of, like, people getting hit by footballs in the garden and you know, something, you know, <laughs> the, the, the classic jokes on Facebook. Oh, Harry Kane's balls just come past my front window. Ho, ho, ho. But they got some shit last year. You know what I mean? And we all know why, but, but I'm not trying to bring it to that. But it's just like... I don't know. Harry Kane just ballooned that. And as soon as he missed it, we were out. He yeah. weren't going to do anything. I think it deflated the whole team. Like I say, substitutions are weird anyway, Southgate. Yeah, and and yeah. I agree with you. I think you've absolutely summed him up. He's a media darling. And that's exactly why he's not getting any stick. Because everyone's like, oh, mm. he's, he's, he, he's the most decorated England manager outside of Alf Ramsey for sheer victories in tournament football nobody's won as many games as him nobody's took us further in tournaments than him just hasn't won it and that's it and that again like the order I mean you got to the final in Euros and fucked it up as soon as you went one nil up he just bottled it and just went for the like you know trying to contain everything yeah. this was the one he should have gone for the juggler they were there for the taking they've got a rocky defence but as soon as that ball went in for Giroud and it come off Harry Maguire and I was like and he literally nearly scored just before that I was going to say anyway, it was coming so. that goal wasn't it yeah yeah it was a good goal a good header I know it came off him but I haven't got any complaints I wasn't even bothered I was watching it like well yeah they're going to get beat now that's it I just there was mm. no I'm just not an England fan like I used to be Dave like Sam had a work to do and if that I, I was like laughing with you when I said like, I've got to get up there and get back and I missed I had it on the radio and I missed the first 20 minutes if that had been United I'd have took it an hour yeah, earlier yeah. and said well it's tough luck you stay in there I'd, I would not have missed that game if that was an important game for United but there's no with England I'm just like it's just part of the course and I think because they've offered so much in my life when I was a kid and even in like my mid-20s I was so into England and all that and just being so let down and just maybe it's because United are winning everything maybe it's just like a privilege and title thing because I know a lot of people don't experience the stuff that I've experienced and like you have with Liverpool we've experienced some massive highs as fans that a lot of fans don't and I get that if you're not a premiership supporting fan 
England is like one of your only outlooks for possibly winning Summit. So I'm not being disrespectful, mm. but I'm just desensitized to the whole thing. I won't watch the qualifying anymore because I think it's fucking boring. And then whenever there's an international break, it annoys me so much because I think it's a hindrance to watching the football. Despite how bad United have been the last few years, United will always be number one for me. And I just, I wasn't bothered. I'm not even bothered. I can't read the papers or go on watch match today or anything with United win or even if they draw. Mm. I won't do it. I just cannot do it. it fucks me. And obviously, I've not watched match today for a long time the last few years, Dave, but uh, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm just such a bad loser when United lose. But with England, I've sat there reading everything and I'm just like, I can't, I don't give a fuck, to be honest. Everyone coming out on social media, oh, great unlucky guys we go again oh mm. fuck off with your generic social media team fucking responses you bellends all the players Lineker Pierce Morgan all these other dicks online who just, just like kiss my ass. the shit poor manager we got what we deserved yeah I, it was a strange article that came out by Carragher and I'm like are you trying to get popularity votes or something? He was saying out of all the, the teams left, England have played the best out of anyone. I'm like, really? I, look, France, I thought, played pretty poorly last night. I thought they could play a lot better. And we still couldn't fucking beat them. <laughs> um, but I'm yeah, like, I agree. I, I'm the same. I, I, I definitely feel worse when Liverpool lose. And yeah. I just wonder, is it ever possible to get that feeling back? I, I don't know if it is, because honestly, Chris, if I, if I go through that team, Pickford, well, I don't rate him. I think, again, it, he pulls off the occasional save. Well, guess what? He gets plenty of fucking practice, doesn't he? You know, but he doesn't have that physical presence. Chris, some of the keepers that we've seen in this uh, in this tournament, they're like six eight or something like that. Like the Serbian keeper, the uh, Dutch keeper. You, if you've got that physical presence and you're up against someone, you you know you've really got a step forward. Pickford, he, he just doesn't have that physical presence. Yes, he pulls no. off the occasional save, but average keeper for me Luke Shaw I, I thought when he was at um, before he went to United he was, he was at Southampton wasn't he I thought Christ yeah. there's a there's a player there but I don't know he, he just looks like he's slightly out of shape all the time like he likes a, a trip to Greg's a little bit too much <laughs> you know getting <laughs> himself plenty of vanilla slices <laughs> um, you know Stones again has dropped right off in the last few years for me Maguire has had a great tournament in comparison to his United uh, career you're not the wrong last, last yeah. sort of year or so fucking Kyle Walker you know basically as a back five I can't think of more five, five more people you know that i, I don't like more <laughs> from, from our rivals you know i do like declan rice i think there's a great player in there bellingham you know what out of all the players 19 year old jude bellingham when harry kane missed that penalty he was the one who was running over to him he's like come on don't matter let's let's get on with it still plenty of time left I guess there's the naivety of youth there. He's not seen England that much, has he? <laughs> <laughs> but like Harry Kane, I fucking hate the when he's playing for Spurs, I hate the way he draws in fouls. I hate the preferential treatment he gets from the media and from the referees as well. 
when he basically yeah. sticks his leg out and makes it look like he's been fouled. When uh, when the ball's in the air, he looks to see where the person challenging is, doesn't even go to challenge it. He kind of maneuvers himself so that he, he effectively draws the foul, but the other person's just jumped up to head it. Nine times out of ten, he gets a free kick for that. And again, because it's Harry Kane, it's clever. You know, whereas other players, foreign players, they're bringing the game down, aren't they? They're diving and whatever. So I just, I, I don't like it. Bizarrely, you know, I think I possibly like Rashford more than you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it should be the opposite <laughs> way around. Saka, I do like as well. But, you know, Foden with his fucking bike stealer haircut. It just... There's so many players that I don't like, whereas when I go back to previous England squads, you know, I didn't have that same baggage. And I just wonder, you know, because the Premier League's been so successful, because you see the games all the time, because it's so intense now, isn't it? I mean, let's face it, Chris. I mean, <laughs> there's, the, there's a Twitter account, isn't there? Nine... 90s football <laughs> I don't know if you watch <laughs> yeah, it yeah but I've seen Jesus it Jesus yeah. Christ you go back and you watch some of the Premier League games you're like fucking hell we have come a long long way no wonder yeah. you know Graham Taylor didn't qualify for anything the, the crop that he was picking from were rubbish so you know the standard has, has gone right up but like I say, the, the negative to that is that the Premier League has got all the money. You know, it's the richest league in the world. And this England side should be doing better. But I don't know. I, I don't feel down. Honestly, I was in tears, you know, 96, 1990. <laughs> the, Big time, uh, yeah. 98, going out to Argentina as well. You know, it, it was an emotional weight uh, on me when England lost in these tournaments and, and you felt that sense of injustice or being robbed or whatever. Um, yeah, I just had the same. I just don't have it now. No. It's mad, isn't it? Whether we'll get that back, I don't know. I agree. Very, very bizarre how that's gone as we've got older. Uh, anyway, Dave, what's the fucking point now? But anyway, we're going to finish well, the well, What I'd say is, because I won't just say, you know, you're listening to chat footy and we're just saying how we don't give a fuck about it. I enjoy, I get more enjoyment out of watching the other teams. So I yeah. love the tournament football. I love what Morocco have done, the, the Saudi Arabia result against uh, Argentina and the way that went and, you know, the whole game. I love watching these games where I've probably not got that baggage of England around my neck. So, yeah, I think the World Cup's been brilliant so far. I do, and I know I agree completely. The negativity going in it, I'm going to be gutted when this is over. It's fucking 10 o'clock in the morning watching fucking international football. It's great, it's isn't it? It's been brilliant all day. <laughs> and, like, I'm working from home mostly as well, so it's better when it's like, Sam's like, have you got to give me a list of jobs? I'm thinking, hang on, I've got an hour between games. Yeah, I'll get them all done, love, no problem. I'm just saying, literally fucking watching football for seven, eight hours. It's been brilliant, Dave. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, it's so, so good, isn't it? And, and the time zone, like you say, it's just worked out really well because you've you basically got, with the build-up and the post-match analysis, <laughs> it's pretty much the whole day, isn't it? You know, so it, it has been really good. But <sighs> I'm still not forgetting, you know, the fact that the World Cup should be in summer, Chris. 
Um, and you know, let's not yeah. forget if you go on that Netflix documentary about the World Cup, all the corrupt wankers that that saw us here. But you know, it, it has been good, it, even if it's a bit weird at this time of year. But you know what, Chris? Fucking better when the Premier League's back on. You're damn right. And I'm back at Old Trafford next week. Well, the week on Thursday. <laughs> fucking freezing my nuts off, Dave. I was going to say, take your fucking friend. woolly out. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. United Burnley, Caribou Cup. I don't care. I just can't wait to watch United again, Dave. And then about five days later, I think six days we'll play Wolves. And probably by New Year, I'll be depressed again, Dave. But it doesn't <laughs> matter. As long as you're watching football, that's all that matters. Well, you know, at least uh, Anthony gets a good rest, doesn't he? You know, so he, he can do those spins up. around, you know, for, for <laughs> no fucking regret, reason. You're going to regret saying that, you know, <laughs> when we play years. I'm telling you, we'll see. We, will, we see. will see. We will see. All right, mate. Where can everyone get hold of us? If you want to email us, guys, chatfootypodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on social media, at chatfooty. So, Thank you again, Dave, for this. It's been a cracking little catch-up. And, yeah, it's, it's all over for England. But I think that takes the pressure off because I'll just enjoy whatever football comes up now between now and the end of the tournament. Yeah. And let's face it, I do hope the French dick the Argentinians now, especially how they were against the Dutch. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I've still got some investment in this tournament yet. Me too, me too. So I'll see you next time. Bye now. <laughs>